That's what we in the biz call cans. This, this is yeah. podcasting. Yeah, you believe it or not, podcasting is considered a business. Even though it's very hard to make money from it. Mm-hmm. But that's why you need like sponsors and um, ads. Sponsors, ads. I had to recently let go my of my producer. Really? Jim Reaper. Oh my god! Why? Because he wasn't getting you enough. Um, he wasn't getting you like Maccas and or like Sports Girl, like big sponsors. <laughs> he wasn't getting me Sports Girl. He wasn't getting me Maccas. All the big podcasting things. All the big podcasting things you weren't getting, so you had to say you're not doing enough for me. So now are you self-producing, or do you have another producer? Well, I guess for now I'm back from self-producing, but. Maybe I'm just should interview some people. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to go as well. Yeah. You got any producing experience? Um, I do, but I wouldn't. Um, I have experience in producing myself. Right. And boy, is she a lot to handle. It's sort of, I wouldn't recommend it. And I wouldn't recommend the producer that I had for my show, which was me. Okay. Okay. Well, um, but yeah, if I know of any producers. Just so you know, I'm very relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I am very much a yes man. Okay, good. I say yes to anything and anyone. Anything and anyone at yes. any time. Has we, have we started, by the way? I believe we have. Oh, okay. Maybe just make some noises on the microphone. It's kind of far away from me. Actually, I should probably... You should really eat that mic. Oh, it can move it around. Is it better if I'm closer like this? Yeah, just don't be afraid to get that mic real in there. You know how in the biz they say, eat the mic. They should put a little, like, um, donut or something on the end of it to make me... Oh, I just... Wasn't that tasty. I just licked it then. Well, that's the thing. And that's why they should put a donut there. I, I understand you. Yeah, you get it. I get it. Donuts are tasty. Donuts are tasty. Microphones aren't. No, no, they don't taste nearly as good. Not nearly. Um, but yeah, just let me know when you, well, maybe we have already started. I mean, that's the thing about this podcast is that it could start at any time and it can end at any time. Yeah. I mean, 5 PM, uh, it's set on the doors when we should be done, but. Yeah, but I don't know what time listeners are going to be listening to this. Is this live? No. <laughs> We record it and then we release it whenever. So when people hear you drop the 5 p.m., 
You're breaking the illusion that we are speaking right now into the listeners' ears. They'll be extremely confused. Oh, discombobulated. Yeah, they're disoriented. Yeah, 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 disoriented. Is there a... Do you know the sort of distinction between discombobulated and disoriented? I do not. I'm not some kind of dis-English major. No, neither. That's why I was asking. I want. I love to learn. Hmm. I feel like disoriented has more to do with the inside. I'm trying to... Discombobulated has something to do with the outside. I thought... Um, okay, well, I mean, that's your opinion. Or it's like it my fact? opinion, man. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out the best spot for this mic to go. Is me moving it around annoying? Uh, let's put are... it to a vote. Is it annoying when Isabel moves the microphone around? You haven't actually, like, if you had, because I didn't know when this podcast started, I was kind of, like, excited to sort of have my moment of being like, oh, like you saying, so welcome. And then I say, thanks so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here. I mean, the best thing about this podcast, it could start at any time. Oh, this whole thing could just be warm up. Yeah, it could be actually. Is this, but maybe that's. Hi, welcome to another episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I'm your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Joining me today is guest, uh, comedy titan, comedy titan on the Melbourne scene, uh, Isabel Carney. Isabel Carney, is that, is that, is that, is that, am I saying that right? Thank, that's, how, that's how you say it, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's a, it's a, wild, it's a, it's a, it's a wild show. And it's pretty wild. It's actually... Um, it's pretty, pretty wild. It's a pretty wild show. It's pretty wild. Um, may I just quickly ask a question up front? Oh, God, here we go. Um, because the podcast is uh, notoriously not a visual me- medium. But there is a camera in here. Yeah, we've been recording visually lately. Recording visually. Um, does it annoy you if I reference the camera as much as I reference the microphone or do you want me to focus on the like the podcast itself and is the video element a sort of thing that you'd prefer? I just not. I think of both as being part of the podcast. Okay. So if you Equally, want to reference so. the fact there's a camera... It's fine. Okay. Is that your mug or did you take it from the kitchen? I took it from the kitchen. Did you ask if you could take it? Yeah. I, you, know who, you, know, you want to know who I asked? Who? I asked me. Uh, and what did you say? I said, no, you can't. And you did it anyway? Yeah. So I don't listen to anyone, not even myself. That's really, that's a lot for me to take in. I'm right the bad now. boy of stupid old studios. If you don't listen to anyone, then why, if you have a conversation with another person, when they talk, when it's their turn to talk, what do you think about? <laughs> peanuts. Mm. Peanuts, 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 peanuts. Mm. And the, like the monkey. Peanuts, um, peanuts, peanuts. Peanuts. The monkey. Clock. Not the monkey hitting the symbol. Dude, monkeys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dude, monkeys eat peanuts. It's an elephant thing. It's the yeah. elephant hitting the symbols. It's, oh, the elephant hitting, well, it only has one trunk and... It's using its uh, stumpies. Two That's of its stumpies. Slur. Huh? That's a slur. What, two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't keep up, like sorry. It. I don't think they like it when you call their 
feet stumpies. But I'm just that's only what I've read in the research. <laughs> what research? Um, Bindi Irwin published a really good paper recently. At, oh no, I think 2018. 2018, and um, it was sort of about having like her brother Robert um, as her brother, and then like Terry was also like mentioned in the paper and then at the very the sort of concluding paragraph even though the the her thesis statement was nothing to do with elements eating peanuts the concluding paragraph sort of spoke a lot about that phenomenon as well as the fact that they don't like people referring to their limbs as stumpies it's derogatory but okay. I, I actually shouldn't be a spokesperson I'm not like a uh, someone to speak on behalf of them. I mean, elephants are not a monolith. No. Some might love it when you call it stumpies. Yeah. And I mean, every single elephant I talk to. Every single one has, you must be hanging with some sort of random crowd. They gave me the stumpies pass. I don't know what. A lot know. of my friends are elephants. Okay. Do I give you, do, do, do you have the stumpies pass? <laughs> I don't got the stumpies pass. Oh, well, well maybe I I'm just. I shouldn't even really be saying it, actually. Maybe they just see me as kind of like a, you know, like an elephant in my own sort of right. Yeah. Maybe they, oh, yeah. Yeah, you kind of have a little bit of, you've got some, if you're thinking about peanuts all the time, then they must sort of see you as one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about you, Isabel. You do comedy. Yep. How'd you get your start? Um, I started uh in uni when i was in uni mm -hmm. i went to melbourne uni yeah that's the that's the funny uni and then it's the silly one of the silliest top five for silliest ranking okay what is a rank um it's sort of like when it's like um a sort of orderly like valuation in a hierarchical status of things of like, it could be like a, a rank. Oh, I shouldn't even really use the term ranking to describe what a rank is, but, um, you know, it's like, oh, best to worst sort of thing. Okay. Where is it? Where does it rank? Melbourne uni. Is it like number one, the silliest number they three? Never, they never give you the number. They just say in the top five. Okay. But how can you trust of that? Bit of, yeah. It's a bit, it's, they just, they take your money. They take your money and they do whatever they want with it is what they do. Oh. But it's silly as well. Um, and then I did the Melbourne Uni Law Review. Mm. And then after that I did, um, and then I was in, did screenwriting. I studied screenwriting at uni. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then in my last year of screenwriting I got a job writing for um, a show on ABC um, uh, I me, did me, media, media watch. Yeah, it was um, backroads. It was four corners, and I wrote for three of them. Ah, and then um, it was it wasn't. It was it was a different show to that. It was called Mad as Hell, and then I was gonna say, yeah, you wrote for Sean McCall. It's Mad as Hell. I did. Yeah, well, oh, Sean McCall one, one season. Hey, one season is still a season. It still you, is. I mean, it's you can't there. Talk, you can't talk yourself down like that. 
Oh. Okay. I appreciate that support. Thank you. Uh, sometimes I need that re- reminder from others for external validation. I, re- I really do require it. I mean, how yes. much is a season, right? Like eight episodes, 10 episodes? It can be 12. It can be 12. I'm pretty sure it was 12. 12. Yeah, see, there you go. I wasn't yeah. even right. Yeah, you uh, were wrong. I was wrong. You were wrong. I was dead you wrong. Right. How was Sean McCullough's Mad as Hell like in person? It was great. It was a big, it felt like um, sort of boot boot campy. I was like a little uh, annoying, like young person. And then everyone else had been working there for a few, at least a few seasons already. So I was kind of like the um, green noob. Noob, N-O-O-B. Is how you spell that? Did that happen? Not nude because that would be very inappropriate in the workplace. Well, I'm not the HR department. I know. I shouldn't I shouldn't feel the need to defend myself around you. Um, but, yeah, so, so I did that. And so, it was good. Yeah. Did they do something with the microwave? It's like a little in-joke with the microwave and you didn't realise it. And then you ruined it. And then you're like, I'm, I'm new here. Yeah. This is my lots, first season. Of pl- lots of like workplace pranks. I was constantly covered in like slime and like honey and then like a then they dump like a truck full of feathers on me. And okay. I'd be there like, oh, I'm just trying to write my like little sketch to send send off by EOD. Means end of day. For people who don't know. Yeah, oh, thank God. Because I, I was going to be like, what, what are they talking about? What yeah, I know. Because about? if you freelance, normally people don't. Freelancers kind of make their own timetables famously. But when you're working at an office, you need to do things by EOD, which means end of day. And so that's usually around 5, between 5 and 6, between 5 and 6 p.m. But it's good if you get something in, if, you know, if you've got a deadline for end of day and you'd send it earlier. Like that lunchtime. Makes you look, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you don't want to be too. Oh, too, too, um, like needy. Like too. Yeah, you don't want to be needy. No. Um, in the office. Like wanting it too much. Yeah, yeah, you don't really want, want that. that. But yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was a fantastic and extremely valuable experience that I loved and um and think about it every pretty much every waking moment it's interesting I think I hear they're gonna reboot it you hear that I heard they're gonna reboot it I heard there was plans but they can't get I don't think Sean McAuliffe wants to do it anymore no Sean McAuliffe's mad as hell is just like I've done. I've said what I needed to say with the show. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. with the Barnaby Joyces. I did all the. I did the Peter Duttons. Yeah, I, I played, did. I, I did, did it all. The Cash. Yeah, I did it all. All that. So they're gonna reboot it with Annabelle Crab. You heard? They're gonna reboot it with Annabelle Crab. Yeah. You reckon she's got the gusto that it takes to host a political satire show? Well, they're going to have to change the name to Annabelle Crab is just very pleasant mm. with people, even people who probably sh- she shouldn't be pleasant with. What happens if I burp, in, burp into the mic? This is a burp zone. Go okay. ahead. We're like, I already did it. Oh, I hope the, <clears throat> my throat made a little silly noise just then. Did you hear it? Yeah, uh, we call that the Melbourne Uni of yeah. burp sounds. <laughs> That's the Melbourne Uni. It's in the top five silliest. 
top five, but they're not going to say where it ranks. You can't give that information out unless you pay thousands and thousands of dollars to them. Well, I don't know. And then they'll say, we're third. I don't have any damn money. And I don't need no school telling me I'm a nerd. Yeah. Because you can get people on the street to tell you that if you ask them. Oh, you can get people on the street to say all sorts of awful things. Yeah. Boy, can you. Yeah. I've done it. Stumpy. He said awful things. Yeah, Stumpy. You can get elephants to do to do terrible things to you. Frightful, terrible things. You can get them to do it. Like eat my peanuts. Yeah, they can eat your peanuts. <laughs> Is them my peanuts? And, and, and that's horrible because they actually you bought them. What are they? Nobbies. Oh. Or like a scoop and way. Is that what you prefer? I'm a scoop and way. Scoop and way all the way. Scoop and way. Yeah. It's both ways in one sentence. No, there's another one. The yeah. the form of um, it's like milk powder. W H E Y. Yeah. So I have the I have the milk powder with the peanuts. That's the seasoning. That's the seasoning. Yeah. It's the timing of the seasoning. Yeah. It's appropriate. Well, <laughs> should should I ask you a question? If or you want to. I have already asked a few questions, but. No, no go ahead. Um. I'm an open book. I'll say anything. Oh, if you're an open book, then I don't need to ask you a question. I can just read. Sure. What page do you want to read? Hold on. <laughs> um, let's just go uh, index. Okay. What's on the index? Uh, entrails. Organs. Heart. Glands. Emotions. Yeah. Feelings. What's the difference between feelings and emotions? Touch, touch. Oh, okay. That was a, um, That's right after feelings. That's touch, right touch. After. Yeah, yeah. Touch, touch. That's a scary one. It's one of the demons, maybe. <laughs> after that is the all the other KFC demons. Zinger box. Yeah, uh, yeah, he right here. Uh, this is, um, <laughs> did someone say KFC? <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Are you going to play ads now? Hey, so Charlie XEX is not paid for any of those KFC ads. Really? So for today, so today on Ross Pretty Destroys Comedy, during our ad time, we are advertising the Charlie XEX Legal Defense Fund against KFC. Oh, my God. I support this so much. I support Charlie XCX. Vroom, vroom. Sure. The song is by Arcona Pup. But she features in it and she's mm. doing the vocals that are constantly playing. Yeah, it's her voice that people, uh, that is sort of the recognizable, notable element of that song. As well, uh, among other great parts. The composition, of course. The composition is good. The composition is good, but when you're the mixing, the mixing, <laughs> different kind of. So KFC refuses to pay to pay her. They hate to see a girl boss winning. They hate it. So many, uh, so many people hate to see girl bosses winning, and they prefer to see them losing or not participating at all. So that's why I'm all all in on the Charlie XTX Legal Defense Fund against KFC. 
Have you raised any money yet? We haven't raised any money yet, but this is our first ad spot and hopefully we will raise money by the end of uh, the hour, maybe? This is live. All right, everybody. Is it a GoFundMe or is it like more official than that? Slightly more official than that. Pretty sure it's on her official website. Oh, really? So you just got to write Charlie XDX Legal Defense Fund on Google. It's like the first. It's like the first match. Awesome. Okay. Good ad break. That was a good ad break. The uh, first of many. And it's a, something I truly believe in. Yeah. What uh, sort of commercial um, endeavors? Just it's what I believe in in terms of. I think Charlie extra extra get paid. Oh yeah. She should get paid. A lot of people should get paid. Sure, but Charlie XX, more than any other person, should get paid. I feel like, well, she, more than anyone else, what about, like, the workers? I'm sorry, are you saying Charlie XX is not a singer of the people? No, you're right, she is. She totally is. I think she does get paid pretty well, though, already, surely. Oh, you would think so, but she doesn't. You oh. hear about her... Bank mm. account. You know that fancy song? Oh, I that, know. Oh, I'm so fancy. Iggy Azalea got all the money from that. But Charlie XCX sings the hook that the part everyone knows. That's true, actually. And Iggy Azalea is... Um, exactly Doing right. different stuff now. <clears throat> yeah, well, what is she even doing? Look, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, what's this? And they're not even up to anything now because that wouldn't be true. They they she, would, like, she would be doing a lot of things. Like, she would probably be keeping busy. She's doing something. Um, I'm just not aware of exactly what it is. So I don't want to make any assumptions. But, yeah. But she does take all that money. Where does Charlie XCX get her money from then? It's all the it's all the MTV. Yeah, it's MTV and MTV just gives her tiny little scraps. Here's a little here's a little bread crust. Here's a little piece of oh, here's some like mints. Like they kind of throw it. And whatever a, if the bank account scraps. would accept the bank the bed crumbs or accept mm. the mints, mm -hmm. it's up to them. But yeah. I, let's just, nine and a half times out of ten, they do not accept it. Yeah, no. Nine and a half, yeah. Ninety-five percent of the time they don't accept it. No. That's why she's a singer of people. Because I tried to put mints into my bank account and they wouldn't let me. Yeah. They said it wasn't currency. But some of the times... The, there's that there is that five percent where it kind of depends who you get when you rock up at the bank yeah know? it's sounds... like it's like with like my uh you know uh ticket inspectors on the train or something hmm. some of them could be really cutthroat and they really want to become um level up in the sphere of inspecting tickets so they take their job really seriously and they issue those fines like there's absolutely no tomorrow but then sometimes you get nice people and they go, oh, it's fine, just next time, remember. So there's a, there is a discrepancy there. And bank tellers are a lot like Mikey ticket inspectors. Yeah. 
the interview pro- they do it in a group interview. It's like all the same. Yeah. So I re- yeah, it's like give it's a fine to this pen. Yeah. <laughs> how if you had to give a fine to this pen, how would you do it? And then the Mikey, the people that are like applying to be Mikey and inspectors are like, oh, what? They don't. They are baffled by that question usually. And they don't get through. They don't get hired. No. <clears throat> no, they don't. Um. Do you have more questions for me? Yeah. Would you ever be a Mikey ticket inspector? No, I actually don't think I could. I've thought about this because when I see them on the tram or are waiting in their little posses and their groups. I just think about all of the struggles that I've already been through. And I think about all of the struggles that like people on trams go through. I go down the tram, I struggle. Lots of people get on the tram and they struggle too. And I would never want to be the person to walk onto a tram wearing a chunky belt with like a notepad in it and stuff. If I have a notepad, Mm -hmm. I'm putting it in my tote bag. I'm not wearing this utilitarian sort of configured outfit. It's just that's kind of the main reason. You got to be you. Yeah, you got to be you. And you is tote bags. Yeah. Do you think you could be a, a like a... No, I hate person? authority. You hate your... Well, you do famously reject authority. I do famously reject authority. I famously reject... Anti-authority. I famously reject a lot of things. What? Where did your rejection, your initial rejection of authority come from? I think when I was a baby. Mm. And then and you my like, mom was trying to do, oh, here comes the airplane. And I'm like. And you punched her in the face with your little baby fist. Or something less violent. I don't know. I kind of I whacked the spoon out of her. Oh, yeah. Face. So it was kind of, it was. It was gentle, but it got the message across. Right. And a lot of, if that was a plane, a lot of people would have died that day. <sighs> but I'm just saying they should have scheduled their flights better and not go into my mouth. Yeah. Okay. I did totally. not agree. Did, did not agree to that. What if one of those planes had to, well, actually, where were you when 9-11 happened? Uh, I was at a, I was at Manchester Primary School in Rural Park. And then I came home at the end of the day and the news reports had just come in. And so then that airplane, that the airplanes that your mum was like kind of feeding to you, they had to sort of reroute and then like stay in a sort of different part of the house while that was going on. They had to like land sort of just... We were trying to land in the Hudson River of my mouth. (laughs) And I'm like, no. Just be better pilot. Just wait. Yeah, you said just like, hang on, there's a lot going on here at the moment. Sully Sullenberger. Did you like that movie, Sully? Sully Sullenberger. What a stupid goddamn name. I know. They should have given the character a way better name. 
Imagine, imagine. And imagine if Sully, imagine if that movie was actually real as well. Imagine if they called you, for example, Izzy Isabel Berger. That wouldn't make sense. That's really, yeah, that's actually making me feel a bit sad, to be honest. I don't like that name. Oh, they called me like Rossi Rossenberger. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It fills me up with black bile. Yeah, I can see it as well. It's, it's kind of seeping out. It's, it's great. seeping out of the book. Oh, oh that is my life. And I, I don't want to show people my black bile. Nobody wants to see it. So no one wants to see the black bile. But yeah, that movie Sully was like crazy. Imagine if a plane really did land in the Hudson River. Mm. That would never happen, though. It would never happen. But that would never go on David Letterman. Yeah, it's a huge. It's a huge. Those were the sort of main like issues I had with the film it was like first of all the plot absurd mm. second of all the name Sully Sullenberger that's not realistic that's give him dumb. something more like a real name like Forrest Gump like Forrest Gump or like cast like Wilson <laughs> yes like the Wilson something volleyball. and then what do you I don't know what you're talking about Wilson then, the volleyball I played Newcomb that's volleyball where you can hold the ball in between. Okay. That's interesting. Did you, did you draw a face on the volleyball and try to have it compensate for the for the loneliness you're feeling no. being stranded on an island? No, I didn't. Um, I just, I would hold it. You get five sec. I think it's three or five seconds you can hold it for. So it's not that much time to have a conversation. No, you it's pass a, it to your teammate. Well, that's long enough to, for me to have a conversation. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Bye. There was no response. That's not a conversation. That's just one person talking at an inanimate object. I'm sorry. I consider every single conversation I have with inanimate <laughs> or otherwise to be a, a mutual exchange. Yes, it's very very mutual. Mm. <clears throat> I understand that. I can see that happening for you, but not yeah. for me. I didn't talk to the volleyballs at Newcomb. Well, why not? Talk to the volleyball. Open yourself up to life. Say yes. <laughs> Say yes to life. <laughs> maybe I should sort of think I have been pretty sad lately, so... Maybe I should open myself up to life. I've been sad because I, yeah, I haven't actually been like, I've definitely been, as I've been walking around, I've been like, I'm closed, I'm closed, I'm closed. Whereas maybe I need to sort of be like, yes, when I'm walking. Open yourself up to inanimate objects like volleyballs. Yeah. Did you find, but like, I don't know, maybe you can understand this sentiment as well. But, like, it's not really about the amount of people that you speak to. It's sort of, you know, because you can go to a party and speak to, like, ten different people and they're all kind of like, oh, I mean, I'm sure they're nice, the people in this hypothetical party. I'm sure they're lovely. I'm sure they all have stuff to do and they, like, live their lives well and they, whatever, I'm not judging how they go about their business but just in general so if you can you know you can speak to 10 people and go oh i'm just i feel this emptiness well see the problem is you're trying to seek something out of another 
living, breathing person. But you're not just, you're not going to get. Mm. Open yourself up to volleyballs. Open you yourself. Keep, you, you're talking about inanimate object, objects, but it seems like you're really only uh, mentioning volleyballs. Yeah, because they're the best ones. <laughs> Open yourself up to volleyballs. Okay. I think I will. I'm actually, um, wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you've got me saying yes. Do you know where? Say yes to life. So should I like a good way to go about doing that? Should I like look for a school with children and like loiter around their gym courts? Like while they're, and say like, ooh, is this week volleyball week? Yes, I highly suggest you hang around schools with a bunch of children around and just hope that one of them's going to just crank out a volleyball. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I mean, that seems, because I don't want to go out and buy one. No, because then it's like you're paying for companionship and that's just weird. Yeah, that's too dark for me. It's so weird. You pay for food and shelter. You don't pay for companionship what yeah. is this that's yeah i'll pay for food i'll pay for shelter i'll pay for like huh, uh, sue me cheeky glass of red white or orange cheeky glass of white red or orange or i'll also pay for like i'll play for, well mm, actually i'm just gonna finish that thought process finish it so I'm really hungry. I didn't eat lunch. Okay. Um, Sand. What am I meant to do? Was I meant to bring lunch on here? Well, no, you're, you're not. You're not. I have some food in my bag. Am I allowed to eat it in here? It's just, it's not like messy at all. Oh, uh, sure. We usually don't allow it. So uh, watch yourself, counselor. Okay. Um, it's just that I didn't eat lunch. It's a tomato. Yeah. Um, some bits of rocket as well. Some bits of rocket on. <clears throat> I know mean, this, this is a bit rude. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It's but fine. maybe people will like this. Yeah, ASMR does not work on this show. Oh, okay. People don't come to me for relaxation. What do they come to you for? Advice? <laughs> if they, like, need help staying awake, they come to me because I will yell into their You're ears. You're like a Dexie. Yes. I'm like a Dexie. I'm a Dexie's midnight runner. I fire one of my group members for not growing up their armpit hair. For not growing it out. They were constantly shaving it. Yeah, and I'm like, we've got to grow out this armpit hair. Stop. Stop. Like, they were just constantly rocking up to the group with, like, nah, just, like, hair removal cream just, like, squelching under their arms. Yeah, and I said, this is Dixie's Midnight Runners. Well, this is Dixie's Midnight Runners. You got to grow your own pit hair. Mm. And then he was like, no. He's like, no, it's, that's disgusting. I, I don't, I, I, I groom. I, I groom my manscape. He said he grew his manscape. He grooms, he manscapes. 
Oh, he grooms. Okay, well, yeah, I guess after a certain point, it's like you just have to kind of let them be. Let people do what they want with their own body hair. In fact, you probably should just do That's the first point. It's no need to go after a certain point. You just stay at the first point and it's just like let them do whatever. Okay, but we are a band. Oh. And we have a certain look. Rules work differently. We have a, we wear overalls. We're hairy. That's cool. We have, we have hairy armpits. Are they like farming overalls? Or They're like, like farming overalls. Denim? Denim. Denim farming overalls. Have you ever worn jeggings? We don't wear jeggings, but I am open to it. I wore them a lot in 2012, and I know that was a long time ago, but I honestly think that there's something really beautiful about a fake pocket. You know, it's like an acknowledgement of the artifice of the superficiality of clothing and fashion itself. It's like this kind of self-effacing prophecy saying, look at me, I look exactly like a pocket, but I'm not. You can't even, there's nothing to, you can't put anything inside me, it'll slip right over the top. I'm actually just the rest of the pant. But it's one, it's got the the stitching and then it looks like a pocket and there's nothing there. It gives me a lot to think about. Jeggings have that usually. Uh-huh. There are some with pockets, but usually a jegging will have fake pockets on it and it'll look like dent. Same, it, the whole thing is just... Um, it's a jegging is like a parody. Parody, a parody of, for your pants. Oh, I get it. It's like the Weird Al Yankovic of. Yeah, <laughs> jeggings on the Weird Al Yankovic of, um, pants, because they look like denim. They look like jeans, but they're actually leggings and they're stretchy and synthetic. Would you ever do that for your band? You know what? That could be the new direction. I mean, farming overalls, I think it's over. Did it ever? When did it begin, do you reckon? Uh, we had one song. Agricultural Revolution. Yes. Although we had to change the name to Come On Eileen to make it more celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, do you think... How do you feel about, like, how do you think... Um, bands can make themselves kind of noticed and seen in the grand scheme, the kind of scheme of like the music climate at the moment. How do you guys choose to stand out? Well, for starters, we're not on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I know everyone says you've got to be on Spotify. It's the way the music industry is now. And I say, no way. Mm-hmm. So what do you, where do you put your music? Title. Camp? title okay cool and then what else you need more than just that buddy 
Uh, Otherwise, you're never going to get off the ground. Uh, we also <laughs> we also uh, released our music on Kanye West's Stem Player. Okay. How's that going? Oh, um, he keeps saying the stuff. So no one wants the Kanye West stem player. Yeah. So it's not going great. Okay. And that's really all? And, and Coles. Coles. Oh, you're on Coles Radio? Yeah, we're on Coles Radio, yeah. That's going to make, just give it like, give it like three months and make a huge diff to like who, are you playing gigs? So we are going to play a gig at a local Coles. Which aisle? Uh, you know, the juice aisle. Mm. One of the sweetest. So when people want to get their juices, they'll be seeing us hobbling around singing about, a, singing about an Eileen. Mm. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a pretty good gig. Hopefully it recoups all the money I lost investing in the STEM player. <laughs> I hope so. Was it to kind of um, burn a little hole in the hip pocket there? Oh, hole would be an understatement. Um, it burnt a canyon mm, of grand proportions. Be, I was going to say trench. Mine's like the or Grand pit. Canyon of... Uh, did you know that the MCG can fit the Grand Canyon in it seven times over? Really? And. Uh, sorry, it's just. It's, I don't want to talk with food in my mouth. So okay, that's fair enough. It is very ugly food chewing sound, so. Should <laughs> I move back a little bit? Well, now I'm worried about the dead air. Oh. So maybe move back closer. Sorry. Um. You know what? I thought about what was worse. Ugly food chewing sounds or dead air. I think dead air is worse. Do I have anything on teeth? Uh, you have teeth. Good. That's all I need that's to that, know. That's it. It's just teeth. Thank you. Um, something really sad I learned is that the Mars rover sings like it plays happy birthday to itself every year on its birthday. Yeah, so do I. By itself on Mars. No one's there to sell or give him cake and sparklers. So, oh, it could, I don't, don't want to gender it, but I already did it. It is Sorry. a rover. It's a rover. And a lot of male dogs are also called rover. And that's where the association came from. Yeah, I think so. It must have been some sort of, yeah, internalised rover kind of stuff. But, yeah, it sings happy birthday to itself. Yeah, so do Doesn't I. Doesn't that make you want to cry? I do it every year. Because if I do it on Venus. This is amazing that I'm not the one doing all the burping this episode. Listeners at home don't know that. No, listeners at home I have think, no way to prove that. You could just be. I think the listeners are very like well aware of what my burps sound like at this point. 
Can you burp on command? <sighs> I'm not asking you to. I'm actually, I'm really, I don't want, I don't want that. No, that's but gross. I, I, now I want to see if I can. That's I don't think gross. I can. <clears throat> nah, see, fake. Nah, no, faked that, it. No, that was, that was shit. Totally faked no, it. I can't do it. <clears throat> Socks. Sucks to be you. So yeah, I'm like the Mars rover in a sense. Mm. I'm lonely too. We all are though. You're not, al- I mean, you're not paradoxically, you're not alone in your loneliness. Damn these paradoxes. There's community there. Community. There's good show, but I heard that um, Chevy Chase was quite difficult on set. Chevy? At times, and that's why he wasn't in some of the later seasons. Chevy? Not my Chevy. Chevy the sweetheart? Chevy the world famous sweetheart? World famous sweetheart. Chevy Chase actually didn't love hanging out with Donald Glover and Alison Brie all the time. He would hang out in his trailer and then he'd storm onto set and go, oh, I guess it's my scene. Hurry up, everyone. I've got to get my scene done. And then everyone else was like, oh, my God, this guy. He's so famous, but he isn't that nice to us. Okay. Devil's I wasn't adv- there, though. Devil's so. Advocate. There were very famously long days on hours on set. On At Community? Yes. And for an old guy like Chevy, probably would drive him off the wall. They do 16-hour days for... I mean, look, it's his... It is his job. And maybe that's a really bad perspective for me to take because then it kind of aligns with like all those people that are like, well, those slaves, it's their job to do the slave work. They shouldn't complain. But Chevy Chase, I would argue, is very far from enslaved. Am I going to get can How often does this podcast get political? Because I feel like I've said some really bad stuff so fast. Especially about Chevy Chase, the world-famous sweetheart. The world-famous sweetheart. Everybody knows he's a gem on set. Everyone has a nice story about Chevy Chase. What's your nicest story about Chevy Chase? So, Chevy Chase... Chevy Chase in the 80s. He came to host Saturday Night Live. Mm. And he says to one of the gay cast members, I'm listening. I'm really sorry to hear about this AIDS epidemic. Mm. Which is contrary to the story that gets spread around that he says to the guy, hey, why don't we weigh him week in, week out, see how he goes. What the hell? To try and see if he has AIDS and if he's losing weight from it. Interesting. Rumors get spread in showbiz. And a lot of things get said. A lot of things get said in showbiz. Um, I don't know any of them. I've never heard them. You don't know one? Lights. Okay, that's one. Another one is, um, another one is like, oh, I know a good one. Oh, that'll be too expensive. That's one in showbiz for sure. Oh, we can't spend money on that. 
The shortback came off a lot, the ABC. Oh, yeah, totally did. It actually did. But I don't want to talk shit about the ABC, I mean. Come on, do it. No. Come on, do it. I'm the devil, I'm the devil on your shoulder. I like the ABC. Come on, do it. I like the ABC because it's um, very important in our media climate for various reasons and also they employ me. And Nemesis, really good. Really good. Nemesis is really good, okay. Did you watch it? Which one is the show where the advertising executives all like pat each other on the back for half an hour about like how great they are and they've not once mentioned how evil capitalism is? Um, I think that one is the checkout. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. The checkout is all about how, well, it's not on anymore, but it's all about how like ads how advertising is true pretty sure yeah nemesis was really good though everyone should watch it abc iview 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 yeah you remember those books iview those books I view and they'd have like all lots of stuff in them and you'd have to kind of find like, oh, where's the magnifying glass? Where's the Wally? What about you view? You what are you, what are you, what are you view? Yeah, exactly. I mean that I could view, but then that would sort of require a very um, critical level of introspection, which makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> ABC I view, ABC U view, this and that, I can't even... Do this anymore. <laughs> Why are you up? Du- are you bored? Or is it time to end? <gasps> that was Chekhov's burp. That was Chekhov's burp. Yeah. Oh, great. Now my throat's closing up. Oh, my God. Open. Be open. Open myself to life. To life. Is it um better now? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Sorry, I brought my lip balm because I have dry lippies today. Okay. It's really hot outside. Is it rude? I kind of have not done a very good podcast etiquette. You know when people talk to you while they're like cutting on lip balm and they sound like this? It's like, yeah, okay. That's freaky, man. No, that's true. Okay. No, I actually got to get to, I've got a meeting later. It's freaking the, the shit out of me. I ain't going to lie. I'll stop. You scared the hell out of me. I'm just talking normally now. You scared the hell out of me, Isabel Carney. I'm so sorry. Are you related to Jim Carney? Jim Carney? Yeah. My grandfather. Jim Carney. Yeah, Ernest. <laughs> no, but my grandfather's name was Jim Carney. Okay, yeah, and he played Ernest. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Nah, um, he didn't do any of those things. He um, worked in the organ factory in Clifton Hill and then he moved to Frankston and became a labourer. Yeah, that sounds like an Ernest movie to me. (laughs) He works in the old organ factory now. 
Yeah. Got to go, go work in that organ factory, Fern. I think I, I might be too young to know what you're referencing. Or stu- too stupid. I don't know. How old are you? I think we're the same age. Oh, my God. Likely. Well, actually, sorry, you're not meant to ask. Um, we are the same age, sorry. We're both 23. Yeah, I'm totally 23. That's why well. you were in primary school when 9-11 happened. Yeah. You started early, though. Yeah, I was a genius. A little bit of a child prodigy there. You know, I was best friends with a child prodigy in primary school. And he grew up to be Keith Flint. He was um, really smart. He could play the flute. He could play the piano. He could speak French fluently. Um, And he was also just really good at basically every subject, maths, English, whatever. And once I beat him in checkers or drafts, as I call it. See. Which is another name for it. I think that... It's a UK term. See, just because you're good at most things doesn't mean you're good at all things. Nah. You could be a jack of all trades but a master of none. Yes. With a zizan, sorry. Get off my Netflix. That's what I said to master of none. Get off my Netflix. He said get off. Um, It's off now, isn't it? Yeah, it's off. Because of me. Yeah. Because of what I said. Not because Netflix is just sort of... Uh, just really get rid of things. Intense rate, like deleting and content <laughs> off their platform. Entire shows that teams of people have worked on are just sort of disappearing off the space of the internet, which is the fundamental kind of uh, like place of availability for those sorts of things for people to watch them. Isabel, I don't know what I'm talking about. Isabel, this is this is the last. This is the last episode. This is the last episode of your podcast. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. You're deleting it yeah, off YouTube I'm after del- this. I'm deleting it off all the platforms but after this. I feel like that's kind of um, antithetical to your whole attitude of being anti-establishment and anti-capitalism. Like, isn't it a real stick it to the man to just like actually stick something to someone and keep it there forever? You would think so, but I'm changing things up now. What's different? I'm changing things up now. <gasps> so, yeah, this podcast is done now. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. You got anything to plug? I actually really do. Okay. Thanks for letting me eat that tomato as well. That was really kind because I was worried about my stomach. Like, okay, I'll just say the um, thing. No, no, no. What were we worried about? (laughs) Oh, I was worried about my stomach making. Anyway, so it was just going to be gurgly and stuff. And sometimes Uh. it gets like, you know, when you're having talking to someone and your stomach makes a noise, that's so it's like, oh, it sounded like that came from outside the body, not inside. happens to me a lot but everyone should come and see the Isaac Hay Variety Hour um, at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Um, can't remember the exact date that it opens but um, 
you can look it up. You'll have your smart devices. Very few people are analog these days. In fact, I'd be surprised if you were listening to this podcast that you didn't know how to look something up on Google because how would you have found this, you know? Yeah. And everyone should see the Isaac Haig Variety Hour at Melbourne International Comedy Festival because it's amazing and I'm working on the show with Isaac Hay, who is also in the show and is the creator of the show. This Isaac Hay guy. Seems like he's just putting his name on everything, isn't he? Yeah. Says a lot about the ego. It's just all I'm saying. I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's pretty gross. It's like mad vibes. But love him. He's one of my really close friends. And I'm co-writing the show with him for comedy festivals. So everyone should go and see it because it's going to be like really um, great. And if you can't figure out the dates for that show. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, this is the thing, like I, this is why I can't be your producer because I don't remember dates very well. Luckily I do. What's the date today? Uh, March 5th. Yes. March 5th, 1992. That was a gag because it's clearly not because these microphones wouldn't. None of this would exist. None of the, yeah. I'm doing a show called Afterbirth from a Hellmouth. Uh, in Melbourne from March 27th to April 7th at 9.45pm at the Grace Darling Hotel. I'm excited to see it. See, notice how I remember the dates. You noted, You said the dates and the room as well. I didn't say either of those things. See, I don't trust my audience's intelligence. <laughs> um, well, mine's at Trace Hall. Okay, well, someone likes to brag. Yeah. That was a brag. Yeah, this podcast is over. Okay. Destroy comedy, destroy comedy, but you never change, you never stop